From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number three of the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Dean, oh, what's you're not, up? You're not Glenn. Uh, Bart's down there, and Joe Vaughn. We're all in the studio today. You just love that pick call. You know what? Take that thing. It's yours. Happy birthday to you. There we go. We didn't have to buy you anything, man. Take that thing out of there, and I swear, if you use it and you kill something, I want to know about it. Oh, I want to see it on video. That would be a cool video. No, he's he's going to walk up about to shoot it. Just squeak it twice and say it's that's the reason. If, if you if you if you take that squalor out of that pig, uh, it's a little pig squeeze toy. If you take it out of there and blow on it really hard, then uh, you might get a hog to show up where uh, he's coming in thinking that uh, you know some little young piglet's being picked on and he's going to come in there and do it. So it does work. What he's going to pick on the piglet no, as I well? Play with no, it. He, he's acting like he is the piglet. Can you make it squall? You can't make it do. Well, that. I'm going to squeeze as hard as I can. Nope. No, no, he can't do it. He'll no. overload it. Uh, but it is also, by the way, uh, Jovan's birthday today. He is the uh, ringleader who started off the Cloud Nine Outdoors. If you'd like some more information on it, of course, it's on Facebook, and he also has a web page uh, you can go to. It's a dot org. So it's uh, Cloud Nine N I N E, right? It's yes. spelled out. So Cloud Nine Outdoors dot org. And also on Facebook, if you're a friend of uh, Jovan's, today is his birthday, and you can take that opportunity to donate some money right there on his page, right there to uh, Cloud9 Outdoors. Now, this is a guy who 100% of it goes back. He doesn't keep anything for himself and uh, spends every dime of it out there taking kids out in the woods, out on the water, out doing whatever they want to do. I saw a great video of you uh, introducing a bunch of kids. I think it was like 12 or 15 kids you're out there shooting archery. Yeah. And where was that at? Was that at a school or something? Or where did you go do that at? Is it a, uh, a shop? Oh, really? Oh, and so, you know, you set it up. You take the kids. You invite them out there and go do it. And uh, did they get to shoot? Did they do well or what? They did what? great. Um, I'm actually certified also to teach at schools and at parks and stuff. I'm actually insured by USA Archery. Um, so I got everything licensed. I got trained for everything and certified and everything. And How smart is that? Very yeah. smart. I mean, uh, you know, give <sighs> kudos to you. Not only that, but you're also a certified NRA instructor doing yes, a concealed sir. weapons classes. And that money goes to the nonprofit also. I don't See? Benefit from that's that awesome. I mean, uh, you talk about a guy who's working his butt off just to yeah. get kids out in the woods. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, I you know, kudos to the dad who takes their kids out and... Or, uh, in Dean's case, take him to ballet class. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I tell you what, it was funny because uh, um, I I already had a – once you have your, excuse me, hunter safety course, you don't have to take the concealed weapons uh, class itself. You can just use that. But uh, my wife, it was right around the time of what, the, uh, the murders over in the Seminole Heights area. Yeah, and so – uh, my wife was kind of, you know, okay, I want to get my concealed. So we go out and take Javon's class, and I'm just, I just go because I wanted to hear it. And it was the funniest thing because, I mean, I already knew Javon for a little while at that point. I mean, for a few years, and I'm sitting there, I'm listening to him talk, and I'm just like, 
Man, I think people would absolutely love to take this course with Javon because he's just talking. Like it doesn't sound like some dude preaching down to you. It's just Javon talking. He's not. He doesn't change anything. He's just going over. And I'm just. It, it was the funniest thing. Just listen to it. But it was. It was a great course, and you know, it was fun. I think that's the biggest thing. It was. It was a fun thing to do, but it was very insightful. So seriously, take a course with him if you need to. Thank you, brother. Yeah, and I know you. Uh, uh, all the people that I've always seen that have made comments that have taken your class, they're all. I all recommend you. They're all like, he's a great teacher. He really pays attention. And uh, since you're a guy who actually enjoys what it is that you're doing, it's not like just some drudgery. You know, it's a class that you know <clears throat> that I teach, and you go do. I mean, you actually go and enjoy it, uh, uh, teaching, and also enjoy shooting. So, and for me, like it's, it's not a job; it goes to the nonprofit. So I like doing what I do, and then we do shoot about fifty rounds per student. We don't do just one, two in the pen or one, two down range. We shoot uh, some uh, double action, single action revolvers. We shoot um, some automatic pistols and your own firearm. We shoot literally about fifty rounds per student, so my students feel comfortable and safe. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole leave, point. You know? But well, some people don't do that. Some people shoot just a, a 22, two or three times, and you're done. Yeah, or like, one time. I mean, you only have to yeah. show for efficiency by taking one shot. I mean, seriously. And, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of folks out there who have concealed uh, weapons licenses, and, uh, <sighs> you know, th- just because they got it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, they're very proficient. No. That's one of those things where you have to practice, and you have to know what you're doing. You have to know your firearm in and out, know how to take it exactly. apart, know how to clean it, know what it does, uh, know what it does with certain ammos compared to other ammos. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, when people buy a semi-automatic pistol, they always say, well, what's a break-in period on this? I go, well, you know, the old standard uh, uh, you know, operation was 500 rounds to break it in, 1,000 rounds before you trust your life to it. Yeah. And I don't think anybody, that a lot of people who go out and get that, have put a thousand rounds through their through their handgun. That's for sure. And and they always go a thousand rounds. Why? It doesn't take that much to break it in. I go. It's to teach you, you know, what to do when you have a double ramp jam or a stovepipe or uh, when something doesn't go right or experience some certain things. And it also teaches you uh, how to take that gun apart, how to handle it correctly, and all that other kind of stuff. Because you do have to clean that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one thing I tell people all the time too, especially like husband and wives, is like get dummy rounds. And go to the range, have your spouse load your magazine for you, and put a dummy around in there too. That way you don't know what's happening, so you can actually practice on the range, you know, clearing that double feed or something happens, yeah. holding it down the range to make sure it doesn't go off. And, and also makes fun of them when they flinch really bad. Ah, <laughs> 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 yeah. you flinched. You didn't know it was a dummy. <laughs> but, it, you know what I'm saying, that's a good practice because people don't realize, like, in the field or life or death, you don't have time to die. Like, you don't have time to hold and freeze up. You have to know how to clear those things. And time exactly. out, time out. I've got yeah. a stovepipe. Hold on. Yeah. Time out. So yeah. that's easy. what we're big on. Yeah, go, go easy. i got, I got to clear this real quick. Yeah, you know, in competition shooting, you learn those kinds of things too. But seriously, five hundred to break it in, thousand before you trust your life to it. That way, you know what you're doing, and that's a good suggestion. Putting in the uh, putting in the snap cap kind of things, dummy round, so that you you know, pang pang clink. What 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 just happened, honey? It didn't go off. You know, I love those at the range. And then they just stand there waiting for somebody to go help. Uh, I don't know what to do. And that's that's where you learn what to do. So you got to do what you got to do. But anyway, getting back to your uh, the charity here, I will say that uh, you, uh, you've put this up there. You give uh, people two weeks to go and donate. That's a pretty cool thing. Uh, your goal of uh, 500 bucks. So it's not it's, you're not asking for a million dollars. 500 bucks goes a long way when you're out there with kids and getting out there and doing stuff like that. So good on you for that. So 
you mentioned our raffles earlier. So for the listeners on the show, we do about quarterly raffles. We do coolers. We do the firearms. We do. I'm hunch. a sucker for those. Every time we put some up there, man, it's like, uh, hey, for this cooler, you know, you pick a couple of numbers and you donate for it, and then. Uh, you do the little random drawy thing on your phone right there, live on Facebook. That's so it. there's no, you know, there's no hanky panky or anything like that. I, I missed out on both of them, so I'm really pissed <laughs> about that. So but. yeah, but this year we're gonna do probably um, in April we're gonna do a big one. We're gonna do winner gets both a inshore charter and a hall hunt for three people. No way. So that's gonna be the big one coming up. Yeah, we're gonna you get both. It's gonna be a combined raffle where you get not either or. You're getting both an inshore raffle. I mean inshore charter for four people. And a hall hunt for three people. How many people are you going to open that up for? How many chances are you going to uh, numbers? Can you buy for that? I mean, maybe a hundred numbers for that one. A hundred? That's that's fair. I think it's, it's a big one. You know what I'm saying? So how much per number? Help me I, out I here. I'm trying yet. to get a jump on the crowd here. I don't know. I'll let you know. Oh, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Back of the line, Braden. Yeah, all right, that's but it I know is. him. Yeah, I, I should know him. He's a good guy. So uh, go and look it up. Uh, go look up uh, Cloud Nine Outdoors. It's on Facebook. It's also online. And uh, if you're on Facebook and you go and friend uh, Jovan or at least can become a friend of Cloud9 Outdoors, you'll see that, yes, today is his birthday. And uh, you can donate right there online. You can donate anything from, uh, what is it, from 20 bucks all the way up to whatever you want to give. It's all good. Uh, and it's for a great cause. Trust me. All right. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors taking a fast break. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and our good friends at Brandon Ford. Stay with us. We'll be back. If I can make a living from walking in the woods. You can bet I'd be sitting pretty good High on a hill Looking at a field downwind If I can make a nickel off a turning in bass Never worry about the price of gas I'd be wheeling and dealing That would be the job. That would be awesome. That's a great song, by the way. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Dean, Bart, and Jovan in the studio today. Aaron behind the glass answering your phone calls. If you'd like to call in, uh, you can give us a call, 888-404-1010, I saw a story, uh, it was on again on Bay News 9 this morning. Of course, it was breaking news, and, uh, you know, it's going to get a lot of people's hackles up, but uh, I saw this, and I wanted to get you guys' uh, take on this deal. I don't know if you heard it or not, but uh, according to the release from the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, uh, three male teenagers were arrested after deputies say they shot and killed a wild peacock down in Riverview. The boys are not being identified due to their statuses as minors. Uh, they said that they were in hopes of uh, killing it with some air rifles in hopes of eating it. Uh, they said they never got <laughs> to eat the bird. They dropped them in a storm drain on the night of March 20th after being approached by an oncoming vehicle. Investigators said the bird's bodies were discovered on Wednesday. And uh, people reported seeing the group on bikes and uh, another riding on the back of a uh, black four-door F-150 before the peacocks were found dead. When teenagers decide to just come and shoot them, it's not okay for several reasons. The neighbor said the teens were charged with misdemeanor animal cruelty. Now, they said they were going to eat them. So, uh, and, uh, I, I was going to make, I was going to make a phone call to officer Nick with the FWC because I know that, uh, peacocks are a non native species in the state of Florida. So I was wanting uh, a little bit more on the, uh, taking of the said creatures, uh, because I know that there's a lot of them running around out in parish and there's some over in, uh, 
in uh, certain parts of Tampa. Carrollwood. And Carrollwood yeah, is a matter everywhere. As a matter of fact, uh, back in the day on the morning show on WQYK, Lester uh, and I actually went over to uh, capture some peacocks live on the radio. And uh, almost got into an altercation with a neighbor there live on the radio because he heard us talking about it on the radio and raced home from work to stop us from capturing said peacocks from the neighborhood. And uh, I thought it was funny because uh, it is a non-native species and there are animal cruelty laws. But if you are encountered by a peacock on your property... Uh, according to some of the stories that I've read online, uh, reported by other various newspapers from around the state of Florida, including uh, the Miami Herald and the Palm Beach Post and uh, some others, that uh, you can legally kill a nuisance animal that is on your property. See, what I don't understand is how come certain species are viewed at as you know invasive and that we should get rid of them and then there's species such as the peacock which just because it looks cool people seem to be up in arms whenever you kill them the only thing they did wrong was that they didn't do it on their property basically they went out and they shot it and of course with a couple of bb guns out there with a crossman 760 you know that's not going to pop a peacock in the you know on the first shot so i mean yeah it is what they did the way they did it was not okay you know, going to somebody else's property and doing it, but the actual act of killing a peacock is there's nothing wrong with it. But it's because it's a peacock, they take over. They tend to take over a street and or a certain like, yeah, area, or they're a certain little area, area, and they yeah. they just oh, yeah, stay they in that. You just know this. Okay, this is the peacock street. There was a few. Of them, <laughs> yeah, that it, it, it's all over the place. Yeah. yeah, and everyone knows they're there. And then they, you know, because they're pretty and everything, people get you know. A, fixed on them and they're like oh these are the neighborhood pets and people don't realize that yeah they they it's they're not pets they're not pets and if they were pets you'd bring them into your house at the end of the night well these uh, peacocks have been known to rip up screens uh destroy plants and of course make messes of uh everything that they encounter and uh you know they you know they don't have bathrooms so they go anywhere they want to uh, I, I read the story and I saw the news report and I agree with Dean. I think that if you were going to go out there and legally do it, uh, there's probably a chance that, you know, if you had permission from the property owner or whatever, because in all honesty, if those kids were out there shooting tegus or uh, they were out there shooting uh, uh, the Pythons. Norwegian <laughs> rat or the python or uh, uh, iguanas, uh, chances are they would have never, uh, you know, been uh, called out for it. I have a question for both of you guys. Okay, here we go. Invasive species, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you think they all should be gone, correct? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so the guys in Miami catching peacock bass and clown knives and everything else. And, put them right and back you in have the to water. release them, and I, that drives me well, insane. To, it doesn't make sense. Too, though, right? You're not supposed to release them. You should take them and destroy them. I mean, get rid of them, right? The Snakeheads, well, all snake that. Snakeheads, you're yeah. supposed to. But yeah. Yeah, there, no, there are certain areas where you can't keep peacock bass, and you're not supposed to. Uh, you know, you really Oscars. I yeah. mean, seriously, the same thing. That one guy, Monster Mike, goes in his little, his little fish tank, basically, I call it, because that's all he has is a fish tank in the creek and kills right. and gets all these fish. And Yeah, I mean, we, if, if you're going to catch and release on that, then why in the world are we all farming and eating tilapia, the worst fish on the entire planet? Yeah. What about uh, sea, or the lionfish? You know, it's the same thing. It's just an exactly. you got to get rid of them. Yeah. you got to kill them. And I think a lot of it has to do with the economic value they bring. Um, people go down there specifically to catch peacock, peacock bass, bass, and yep. and so it, it, of it now. it's you're, you're, really right. and it's the same thing with the tilapia. It's like legitimately tilapia when they take over a lake, it's 
it's terrible for the lake. And it, it's just, it, it all depends on what the people can get out of it. So, like, so the, the pythons down south, you know, they it's the same. Get rid of them. They're killing the native wildlife. Well, what about, uh, you know, a peacock driving out? You know, see, what I don't. See, I, I, had, I had peacocks growing up uh, in Texas, and I had his name was Charlie. And he was extremely aggressive. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, took uh, one of my uh, one of my mom's friend's son's uh, earlobe off, uh, attacking him just randomly. Oh, wait, wait, just wait, wait, wait. like came up, spurred <laughs> him in the ear, spurred him in the ears. Oh, he was a little oh, tiny. Yeah, they're in the same, yeah. they're in the same family as uh, chickens, right? Turkeys, turkeys. turkeys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about peacock bats. No, son of a gun just jumped up, bit his ear. Like, what's going on? But I'm this, that's no, all right, man. But this this peacock was a stalker. Yeah, like it, for some reason, um, like we'd be sitting in the living room. We had, we had these back double doors, glass doors, and he would literally be pacing back and forth, staring into the house. And he would, I mean, mess everywhere. Obviously, um, it got to the point to where we would have to make sure that the peacock was on the other side of the house before we were able to leave the front of the house to go walk down to go catch the school bus. So we wow. had to make and so and got to, also this bird. Treat us in our tree in our treehouse. My brother and I, my little brother and I, had a treehouse going on. We were building it. The bird comes up and it pushes us all the way out to the end of a branch, and it keeps coming closer, coming closer, coming closer, to the point where we start yelling for mom. I was not scared of the peacock anymore when my mom started popping rounds off of that four ten. Because after that, I was like, mom, 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 aim, aim at it. No, just stop shooting. Just stop shooting. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump. You know, shoot, shoot the peacock and kill it. But we, um, but we, we, uh, we ended up getting. We had to get rid of the peacocks. I mean, we kept, we had them there for the specific reason to kill snakes. They're they're snake eaters, just like turkeys are. But yet, when they got too too aggressive and they started actually hurting people that came to our property to enjoy it, we had to get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. and then, you know they are edible, so mm-hmm. it's not like uh, you know they're just something pretty to look at. If that were the case, then no one would be allowed to shoot an oscillated turkey down in Belize. So this is true. You oh, know, no. uh, you know they, they're they're just as pretty, if not prettier, than a peacock. Yeah. Uh, can you hit that phone right there? We have a special caller in this morning. Good morning, young lady. Thank you for calling the show. How can we help you this morning? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Javon available? I, I think he's married. I think he's married and he has a small child. So that's something you'll have to ask him. I think. No, I don't think he's married anymore. Oh, oh really? Oh, wow. <laughs> All over peacocks. I think after this morning, I don't think he's married. He, he, oh. he left me with a crying child. So. <laughs> wow. Dude, I, I can see a date night tonight in your future. Somewhere around uh, the melting pot or maybe Burns or something. Right? Maybe Charlie's. Yeah. That would be awesome. So, so I'm assuming this is your lovely wife. This is, my, I, this is okay. my wife. Yes. Now, I got to ask. Uh, well, I'm sorry. What's your first name? Tayana. Well, I'm sorry. What is it? Tayana. 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 Yeah. So Tiana, I gotta ask: Have you have you been out in the uh, woods, uh, in the glorious uh, Florida uh, woods, with your husband yet? No, I have not. So you're not one of those that's going to get out there and get your um, blocks dirty or anything. I don't mind getting dirty. I just don't want to kill anything. Oh well, you don't have to, but you can help drag it out of the woods. I mean, come on, you got to help a brother out, man. It's you know, it's always having good to have backup. You know what I'm saying? That, that's true. That's true. But I, I let him do all that fun stuff. But now, uh, I'll do the cooking. 
But I was going to ask you, but you know, all the all the fruits of his labor that he brings home. Do you enjoy it on a plate? Do you actually like venison and wild hog and everything that he brings home? I do. I actually do like it. Well, there you go. See, yeah. that's that's at least yeah. a good point. That's so we learned the hard way. You yeah. can't reheat venison. Like you can't reheat deer. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I know. It's not. It has good. to be fresh. It has to be fresh because you can't reheat it. It tastes. You know what you do is anytime you have any kind of steak or venison roast or anything that's left over, the best thing to do is either uh, make it really thinly sliced and make a sandwich out of it or start chopping it up into tiny small pieces and adding it to spaghetti sauce. That way, you, that ah. way, you, that way you can reuse it, and uh, yep, you can. Yep. It, it keeps the flavor and softens it back up a little bit. Plus, don't overcook it. That's a uh, you know, people have a tendency to try to cook it again. Microwave is the worst thing in the world ever invented for venison. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Well, yeah, that could be it. Well, we appreciate you calling, and we're sorry to hear about the divorce, but uh, <laughs> uh, maybe maybe Jovan can make it up to you this evening. Is that okay? Will you give him a chance? It's his birthday. It's his birthday. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna have to give him one more chance. All right. Yes. See, see, my begging worked for you, man. You need to keep me around. <laughs> thank you, brother. Tiana, thank you so much for the phone call. We love you. We love your little boy. It's gonna be a handful, so get ready. Have a good day, guys. All right, dear. Thank you so much. We're gonna take a fast break, you guys. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors out in Plant City. Go out and visit today, or if you need a new truck, you got to stop in and go see our friends over at Brandon Ford. Steve Austin. I love Steve Austin. Yeah, he comes in here and cracks those jokes just before he knows that we're getting on the air. Right. Oh my gosh. Steve's in the house. I don't know. I don't even ask where he is. Is he on Q105 today or is he doing both? He's in QYK. Okay. So you can tune in over there. Q105 and our good friend Steve. Welcome in, everybody. Bring on Dean Frazier, Barton Blair, and Jovan McNeil. We're all in the studio. Aaron's answering the phones over there. It was nice to hear from your lovely wife there, man. Are you over there texting, trying to apologize? What's the deal? I'm doing birthday thanks things. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. (laughs) You guys just wait till the end of the day like I always do and just do the big giant. Thank you, everybody. I I do it to everybody because they take time out to do it. I give it to everybody the same thing back. Oh, that's nice. It was funny. He was like, I think he's taking. I was was laughing. He's like, is Javon available? He's like, well. I think he's married with a child. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, if you're going to talk that talk, don't do it over a transmitter. You know, I mean, now you got chicks all the way from here to uh, Melbourne Beach going, I heard that Joe Vaughn guy is like maybe single. I don't know. <laughs> He's got a cute kid, but I can handle that. Some girl called in and was like trying to ask him if he was available. <laughs> oh, oh, here's a guy who's not available. Push that button. Oh, I can't wait to hear this story. I wasn't a judge. Hi, Vince. How are you? Oh, Welcome to the radio. Well, good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We're doing fine. We're hanging out. Super Obviously, duper. You're, you're doing better than we are. You're out fishing today. Am I correct? Absolutely, yes. Did you just we say absolutely? The, and I yes. I said your favorite word. Oh, yes, I did. How long did it take you to get bait this morning? Dude, fishing with Captain Jim is like hitting fish in a barrel. Three shots with his barracuda cast net blacked out, and we're on our way. Yeah, where'd you go Sweet. to get? Where'd you go get bait? Fort DeSoto and mess up everybody else's fishing. And and, and we even gave bait away to some old timers who was using a Sabiki reel. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, sometimes catching them 30 at a time is a little bit better than 3,000. Uh, I'm just saying, yeah, depends yeah. on what you got to put them in. Where are you guys at? What are you catching? Uh, well, right now we're right underneath the Skyway Bridge. I'm looking right up the Skyway. Yeah. So, yeah. so it was easier, than, fish easier time. than yesterday. It was six foot waves yesterday getting bait. So, so yeah. are you still getting bait or are you uh, fishing? No, we're done. We're, we're actually going to the spot right now. Underneath the Skyway. Well, we're we're slowing down to call you. Well, oh, we I see. Call you at forty-seven miles an hour. So, are you going to be fishing for what today? Are you going for snook, reds, tarpon? Yeah, we're going yeah. to go after some uh, big snooks today, and uh, hopefully get a couple kings while we're at it too. Oh, so you're going to actually wander offshore, or I don't understand. Well, them, they them got some kings are in the bay. I can't tell you over there. Oh, I'm sorry. He said kings. When I say kings, I'm not talking about a little Spanish mackerel you can get off the skyway. I'm talking about smokers. You're you kidding? There get... was a 49 pound kingfish caught off the, uh, the, I think it was the North Pier last, or a week or two ago. Really? Yeah, yeah 49 a, pounds. A couple guys out there. Yeah, somebody got lost. Hey, Vince, is there a lot of boat traffic out there today? Boat, Good Lord. You should see the rodeo at, yeah. <laughs> the rodeo at the bait. Yeah, it was insane this morning. Uh, oh, really? Why? You got plans? Oh. You got to go try to get out no, there on I your jet noticed, ski? I, I went out with Vince a couple weekends ago, and I noticed that on, on a Saturday there was just so many oh. people out there on Sunday. Yeah, well, now so you know why. Uh, fighting. Now you know why Captain Little and I are going during the middle of the week. Absolutely. That's, that's when we're going. We're going <laughs> out there in the middle of the week. And uh, for most of the guys who have to go out and do it on the weekends, it can get a little nutty out there. I think every weekend warrior that's in Pinellas County is out here today. Yeah, and every single one of them has a captain's license, or at least they think they do. So, uh, you yeah, know. there there was a John boat out here crossing the channel this morning. What? Okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we'll yeah, be hearing about him on Bay News Nine a little bit later on. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. I'll check in with y'all later, man. You guys have a good rest of the day. Yeah, show. please don't. Bye bye. See you later. <laughs> <Take it easy. laughs> yeah, get on out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just stopped for bait, and I thought I'd call and rub it in that we're going to go catch some giant snugs. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I've been I've been busting them up about going fishing with them for a while, and yet I hear somebody else got to go. Who's that? Aaron didn't get to go. Did you fish, or did you just go out and go on a joyride? I thought you guys went out and popped beers out of Beer Can Island or something. No, they all fished, and I, I just watched. What do you mean, they all? Well, you were in the boat. Why well, weren't you fishing? I'm, I'm, I'm more of a producer. I don't, I don't fish. Why don't you produce some fish on the end of the line? <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you're going to call yourself a producer, you got to, you know, hook, reel, produce. Hey, look, I produced a snuck. You I didn't seriously? Me to, yeah, they wanted me to fall, fall in love with, with fishing, you know, like. I've never been on the ocean fishing before. Oh, well, you still haven't. I would say you'd have to go a little bit of a ways to uh, get I to love the ocean. The, I love that one. When, uh, <laughs> uh, Dylan, the other day, like, uh, texted me. Uh, of course, Dylan Glisson from the G5. He's like, hey, man, uh, is there a place over there where I can pull up with a boat and maybe have some dinner? Uh, you know, we want to go out there. Me and the wife want to you know, have a nice dinner out there by the ocean. And I went. Well, which side of the what side of the state do you want to go on? And he goes over there where you are. And I go, well, there's no ocean on this side. There's a bay and there's a gulf. And he goes, you know what I mean? You know I what that. I mean? I, I I make that joke all the time, and people. Uh, usually are so confused and then they get irritated that you say that they're like you know you know what that's I mean. exactly I'm like, what well, did. he's like yeah you know what i mean i go no i don't because the atlantic is that way <laughs> so let me ask you guys a question because he's going for snook today do y'all prefer the flats or offshore for snook i mean for fishing I oh know for snook fishing oh, offshore, but like, inshore just inshore in general to me uh, 
I, we grew up, uh, you know, doing inshore fishing. You know, me, Bart, and, and everybody else over here. We were it's, it was our backyard. We grew up on the canal, so uh, that's what we knew. But uh, going offshore, it was kind of like the it was a treat. It was a treat, the special yeah. thing. You know, where if you had so if we had a friend of ours that had a boat that was over twelve feet, you know, it was like, hey, I got a fifteen footer. We can go ten miles offshore. Let's go. Yes. I mean, it was like, you know, we'll jump in the Sears game fisher and, you know, <laughs> with a Johnson uh, 15 horse, you know, and we thought as soon as we got past, uh, you know, uh, the island out there, as soon as we got past either Anna Maria or um, uh, the lighthouse, once we got out there, we were in. That's, I mean, we're in the Gulf of Mexico. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, you get you find that 80 foot hole that's right there off of the that place over there where there's a really good spot <laughs> and uh you know you act like it's secret it, it is for for me and a lot of other people so uh that little hole there i mean there's some good it's stuff actually there. 90 foot well now it was but when i was a kid it was oh. 80 years old it was 80 footer but uh, there's a great ledge down there and now i mean dude there you can catch some goliaths down there that you will never get off the bottom ever see i love the flats like i'm a flat guy i got uh American Red Snapper season two years ago, we went out and I was so mad. We drove like two hours out to the spot and we get there within like 15 minutes. We had a boat limit with them back 25 inch Red Snappers and we like, I was mad because like two hours and we was down to 15 minutes. Yep. That's yeah. well with the new Red Snapper. <laughs> yeah. With the new Red Snapper rules. I yeah. mean, it's it's the drive there is longer. That's why a lot of people don't do it. Yeah. Unless you go on a big charter or something, but even then, once you go bang bang, you're limited. Yeah, and you're like, okay, well, we're okay. Can we start up the motor and go? Oh, no, we got 16 more people who need to catch fish. Okay, like, well, that's a grocery them. shopping trip right there. You just put down like a smaller rod with a little piece of bait, like a little piece of shrimp or they, cup had, bait or whatever. Snapper is so thick, do you can't get anything else. Oh, really? There. No way. That's yeah. not true. That's a lie. There's they're there endangered, are no man. Snoop. I don't know There's, what you're talking about. No snapper. The, Seriously, the whole day we went the whole day jumping spots. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we got maybe five grouper, maybe yeah, undersized ones. But like, the red snapper is so thick you couldn't get. It. We're throwing back twenty five inch red snapper. Okay, you're like the fifth person who sat in that chair and said that, so I know it's a complete and utter lie. There's just no <laughs> Seriously. way. There's no same way. thing. The Goliath grouper out there. I'm sure they weren't eating any of the red snapper you guys were catching. Oh, we yeah. had. Oh, we had one. I I don't know what you're talking about. There's always, none out there. I always love talking to the guys from the uh, St. Pete Open and the Spearfishing Club that always say we have to literally swim through about 15 different layers of snapper to get to the bottom to get to the grouper. <laughs> but there are no snapper out there. No. there. There's none. You know, according to uh, the feds, uh, you know, oh, <laughs> it's in There's no way. There's any. We, we know. We've, we've got biologists and tester thing people i saw a uh, an article actually on facebook and it said it was some news i don't know what site it was but it was saying stop harvesting mako sharks because they're now officially endangered and i and i i just had the comment i said do you think that all these major organizations that are you know if you can't keep red snapper for more than a month out of the year, if you can't, you know, all the regulations they have on Goliath grouper, all the regulations they have on amberjack, triggerfish, all these other species, do you think that any of these organizations would let you keep 
a Mako shark if it was truly endangered. I don't know anybody who actually. Uh, I know in the old days they said they were actually very good to eat, but they are. They uh, are, the Mako's delicious. I've had it, but yeah, well, so are black tips, and you know we yeah. throw them back. Well, so. all, uh, it depends on what size they are for me. <laughs> if they, if it's a three foot black tip, I am taking that. Yeah. That's so the, here, here, here we go. Uh, Dean Fraser, black tip, yes. Florida freshwater bass, no. Are you, have you ever had a black tip? <laughs> yes, I have. They're delicious. Did I not? Did you not hear the part where we grew one up my, right here on Riviera Bay? One and of right my here favorite to- fish to eat is a black tip. Yeah. Well, just you know, that, now you know why there's no black tips left. I have a there, there's to none. Make. Confession. Okay. Uh oh. I don't have a freshwater license for the past three years. What? I have a confession. I have never had a freshwater license. Why don't you? (laughs) Why don't you just buy in the sportsman's gold and get it over with? I'm I'm trying to get my lifetime. I legit want to get my lifetime license, but I don't fish freshwater that much anymore. I did. I grew up doing freshwater all the time. Now all salt. So like, yeah, but you know, you know, you never might run into somebody like Dean who goes, "Hey, I'm going to swing over and go by Menard Park or something to go fishing. You want to go with it?" And you're like, "Uh, "I don't have a freshwater (laughs) fish line. Hang on, let me get something." I I got one because I went. Uh, about two months ago, and got my license and caught some bass with my buddy. So I did get a license this year. Okay, it was the well, first time in three years I got a license though for freshwater. So is it only good for three days? No, it was a it was a year long <laughs> one. But I mean, I have it now. But I just remember that I haven't had it for three years until this year. You got the visitors pass. I need the five day <laughs> freshwater fishing license. I'm not going to do it again. So yeah. I just I, I CYA every year. I just get the sportsman's gold that way. No matter what I get invited to, I can go. Yes, let's just go. Yeah, I, I have a tendency to uh, if I if I really don't know the species and I see a fish and game officer, I'm the guy who goes, "Hey, excuse me, can you can you what is this? Is this legal?" Yeah, and everybody's like, "You got your fishing license?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, I do." <laughs> Download the app, idiot. All right, so we're gonna take a real quick break. We're the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends out there at G5 Feeding Outdoors. Stop in the store today; they got a lot of great deals, a lot of great fishing stuff if you need it. It's all right there, and hunting as well. And we're also brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. They got the truck or the car you need. Go see our boy Brooksy over there today. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Dean, Bart, and Jovan, and Aaron over there, the new fisherwoman who doesn't fish. She just rides around in the boat and looks good and soaks in some sun. And, oh, she'd and, be famous, too. And, and, and apparently produces something I don't know, because she said she was out there producing. So uh, I look forward to that episode of the uh, Live in the Water Life. Were you guys filming when you went out, or were you just out uh, you know, scouting? Yeah, they wanted me to meet the whole crew. Filming and everything oh, really? like that. And oh, so, that's yeah, cool. I got, I got a. They wanted me to get a feel for the boat so I could get a better edits, I guess. So did you get sick? Did you uh, no, no, talk I, to the fishes or nothing? I, I grew up on the water, going out on boats and stuff. And you still haven't caught a fish. Oh, I'm I'm not good at baiting my own. Oh so my gosh, I, are you one of those girls who can't touch a sn- I mean, a shrimp? Or seriously? Well, I just don't like to kill things with my own hands. So oh. <laughs> I feel if That's I the don't, best part. I feel if I don't bait my own hook, I'm not going to sit out there and hey. Well, then you can do an artificial. And, you could do a jig. You could just you know you don't have to you know put anything live on there. You can put a mirror lure on there. You can put on. When I catch this big fish and I don't know what to do and I need a man to help me and no you oh. don't no you don't get a pair. <laughs> pliers wrap it in a blanket and take the hooks out and do what you got to do with it it's no big deal i did i was out there all day though so i I wasn't planning on um you know i was the only girl in the boat so i had to 
go to the bathroom a couple times. Jump over the side. I do what guys do. Jump over no, the side. Sit in the no back of it. Get back on. Yes, there is. Then you step on the motor and you go, oh, okay. you're right in there and you lift up and boot. You got you got somebody to give you a hand. You're right in there. It's all good. I just got a bucket. The only time you have to get weird about that is when you're like uh, about 15 or 20 miles offshore and you jump out there and you look down underwater and you say, "Wow, there's really no bottom there, is there?" Yeah, that's, that's the creepy. scary part. Do you know what's yeah. underneath your feet right now? Uh, no, and I don't want to know. I'm peeing as fast as I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that way. We had a couple of guys who used to be on the boat who could not um, take care of nature while standing on a boat. They had to literally <laughs> leap and get out of the boat because as the boat is moving, uh, you know, there was a certain amount of concentration. I guess it was throwing them <laughs> off, and, uh, you know, they were like, uh, you know, they're stripping. I'll go, what are you doing? I got to go use the bathroom. What are you, what are you doing? I, well, I'm getting out of my underwear. I'm going to jump in and go swimming. And I'm like, oh, what? Just be off the back, man. Like, I, I can't, man, with all these fish watching me. I can't. <laughs> I can't. And then it's, oh, even, that, wow. it's even worse if you're out there and you're catching bonitas and they're coming up only half of a bonita. And uh, then you have to actually do that. And I'm like, you ready to jump in now? You gonna jump in now and go use the restroom? <laughs> because now you got this six foot barracuda that's swimming around the boat waiting. Come on, man! You're gonna, you're gonna catch another one. Hurry I even, up! I don't even think I got wet on that trip when I jumped in the water. I, I, I wasn't I, gonna mention any names. I wasn't gonna say anything. No, I'll, I'll own up to it, man. I, that that freaked me out. I mean, yeah, but it, you're not one of those who can't actually do that out of a boat. So it was the other individual that was with us that uh, couldn't do so, that. So <laughs> we have some kids got with us, some boys, and not like little babies. They're like. You no know, teenagers almost. You know, we pee on the back of the boat. Yeah. So he was on a trip recently. I'm like, hey, just pee. they're going to pee. Is it going to the back of the boat? Just pee on the boat. Yeah. Put one <laughs> hand on the motor. On the boat. <laughs> he legitly, like, in the middle of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, goes the whip it out. I'm like, no, no, no. In the back of the boat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you know what? When you got to go, that's what those drain holes are for. Like, you again, know? They don't know that. Like, these kids yeah. don't know, like, you know, back of the boat, you go pee. They say you just pee off the boat, whatever. Yeah. He's, like, in the middle of the console area, just whipping it out. No, so, no, 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 no. Um, go in the back, back, the back. back, dude. Go in yeah. the back. I've well, had that uh, issue recently uh, kayaking where, um, you know, uh, the, there's a few places that I kayak that I can't just get out and get on to land. So, you know, I'll have a big morning coffee, I'd like to fill up this 32 ounce tumbler, and I'll have the coffee in the morning. So by the time I get out and drop my son off and I go fishing, um, I, well, it'll be about half hour, 45 minutes into my trip, and I got to go. Well, it's not, a, I can't stand up in this kayak. I have to, like, I, I can't. And I can't get out. So I'm just like, it just creeps up. I'm just like, man, I really got to go. So I have to pull over somewhere where there's no houses or like right next to a bridge. And Mm -hmm. I just have to um, shimmy myself in a certain angle and just go into the kayak and it goes out the scupper holes. Well, that's that's all all you can do. I've been down in Boca Grande before and it was out there and it's rough. And we had an individual on the boat uh, that uh, could not handle business out on the boat so we had to drive all the way over to Gasparilla Island <laughs> and get up there beach the beach the boat where you know you go get on dry land go back in the bushes come back out jump on the boat and then you know head back out again so it take you know it's one of those things where um I know that uh like JJ when he had his first boat he had that Grady what was that big one he had the not the it was, was a Wellcraft wasn't it no it was another one uh, but uh, the only way his wife and his daughter would ever go out is because he bought a boat big enough that had a restroom underneath the front console that they could go down there and use it. And I went, dude, that's even worse than 
Yeah, than doing it outside. Below, you're no down in, yeah, it's that little tiny little yeah. thing there. My and you're buddy like, did the same thing for his wife. Yeah, I mean, she didn't even fish. She didn't even go out with us. <laughs> he got a boat for she needs the bathroom. Exactly. And she doesn't go. And uh, I mean, he spent that extra money. And I mean, back then that, that boat was a lot of money, dude. And just so it because it had a bathroom facility in it. Seriously, made that accommodation and. It lasted for about a year or so. The kids were done. They didn't want to go out fish anymore, so it was gone. Yep, trade it, trade it down, I think. No, trade it to a yellow fin. Oh, so, that's right. Uh, oh, geez. Geez. It's, it's so gone. He Dude. didn't trade down. He went way up. So, Do you remember nice. um, going out fishing on the flats right outside of downtown and uh, getting the bait that interesting way we did it? Oh, that was... Oh, my gosh. Did you use pantyhose? No. no. We uh, rounded up the bait. like We did like a little... Corral, corral it around in a circle, and the bait would actually start jumping behind the boat in the wakes, and we just throw it in there. <laughs> yeah. Now, what kind of boat was it? Uh, oh. It was an eighteen foot action craft. Yeah. Uh, my buddy uh, Hayden, uh, I used to go out with him a lot, and uh, we took Javon out a couple times. Could not find yeah. bait. It at was all. it was overcast. It was choppy, so we couldn't see in the water. You couldn't bring any or nothing. You didn't no, bring... oh, no. Okay. So we just start flaunt because his boat could. I mean, you could go over six inches of water on plane. He had the jack plate and everything. I mean, this thing would go shallow. So we run as we're running over this flat going toward Whedon, um, all of a sudden we're looking, we're like, oh, I'm like, oh, there's greenbacks jumping in the wake. And so we literally, as he said, we made a big giant, we would just go until we saw the greenbacks, make a giant donut, kind of circle them up, and I'd stand on the front of the boat and just throw the net in the middle of it. And yep. I mean, we did, we got bait. It was a pain because for some reason... I, oh, I kept on throwing it off the wrong side, I think. Yeah, you would be, like, left, and I would throw it right for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be a, a canal at the end of our street that, that ran behind the old uh, Bill Nagy's restaurant. There it used to be on Candy. And it was a round, big, dead end. Uh, and you'd go down our canal. If you went down to our street, ours was the last canal, and you would go down there. But if, it would go straight down mm-hmm. through Oak Street. It would go all the way to the end. I would go in there, go full bore. I'd get about 15, 20 yards from that entrance, and I'd go full bore on my boat. And I would go around the edge of the lake about five or six times until the waves would hit in the middle, you know, where all the wave was wake was like hitting a big peak. And then I would immediately turn in, go over the first wave, and throw my cast net in the center. Dude, it was so loaded up with fish. I could hardly lift in a tilapia, redfish, snook, uh, spade fish, a sheep's head. I mean, you name it. It was a plethora of them in there. <laughs> but of course, back then you could, you know, you could keep all that in a net. And of course, you can't do that now anyway, except for red. But I, I know that that technique does work, where you kind of go round them up and get them up there and get it done. I mean, whales have been doing it for thousands and millions of years. That's true. Oh, so dolphins bubble do nets, yeah. Yeah, putting yeah. them around there. All right, well, hey, Jovan, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks if you for wanna, having me, guys. If you want to go help it out, man, check out his webpage. It's out there. It's cloud9outdoors.org, cloud9, N-I-N-E, cloud9 outdoors, and uh, donate some money. Bart, thanks for making the trip. Dean, thank you so much for getting your butts over here. Uh, Aaron, go out and, and, and catch something, for heaven's sakes, next time you're in the boat with Vince. Please. I want to see pictures. Yeah, show them how to do it. See you next week. We'll be broadcasting live out of Tenor Rock. We hope to see you there. See you guys. Big and Wild Outdoors. See you next Saturday.